Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I think it's helpful to be able to look at the different types and see either the similarities or the differences Mm -hmm. so that you can relate to one another. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we gotta do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you wanna find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. All right, ladies, we are back today with our second episode in our Enneagram series that Shell and I are doing for you guys. So on the last episode, we went through all the different ways to figure out your type and all the different resources and why we think it's valuable and how we discovered our numbers and all of that stuff. So that was our big last deep dive. And on today's episode, we start going into each of the numbers and giving them a little bit of a magnifying glass to show what they're like, what their core desires and fears are and what we really admire about them, some different people that we can think of that seem to embody each of those numbers. We also happen to go over my number and Shell's number today, which was very difficult, but I think it was super fun and a really good conversation. And hopefully it'll give you a better idea, even if you aren't any of these numbers, how to love well on these numbers. So I hope that you get that out of today's episode episode. But also, if you want to go into this in more depth, even if you want to get a little bit of personal guidance talking with me about your number and whatnot, we have so many opportunities in the Patreon community. So you can join us for just $3 a month and be able to access our morning shows and the amazing community that we have over there. Or we have all the way up to coaching levels where you can get one-on-one time with me each month to be helping you work on your efficiency or your goals or your organization or helping you to identify your Enneagram number and be able to utilize that in your life well. So you can head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find all the details on that and be able to see where you might want to fit into our community and what you might be able to get out of it. So you should definitely come and see what we have to offer over there. All right, ladies, this is such a fun episode and I want to dive right in. So let's get back to the Enneagram with me and Shell. Welcome back, Shell. Hi. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. We are doing this episode like super early in the morning because there just, there wasn't any other time. We've got super busy lives. So you know what? We just, you got to make it work. Yep. (laughs) So we are here today. We are back with the next episode in our Enneagram series which we have been doing so much reading and everything about, but it's still kind of scary to be taking on this part of it. 
because okay. we're going to be deep diving on the different types. And we're going to do the first four types today. And you guys, like we said last week, like we are not professionals. We are just <laughs> who love the Enneagram and have seen its benefits. And so we're going to talk, you know, from that perspective and the, the research that we've done today. And hopefully it'll give you a little bit more clarity into what your number might be or how to relate to certain people, you know, yeah. based on what you hear today. But also mm -hmm. we're going to be tackling our two numbers today, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is so scary. It is. So, it's it very is. vulnerable. <laughs> it is. So I think we both kind of had this perspective, like as we were making our notes and everything, like every other number feels fine to talk about. And then you mm -hmm. get to your own number and it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> I feel naked. Yes. <laughs> which is a good indication that that is our number. Like that right. is, uh, yeah. So, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but you actually, I do want to hit though that you have been reading some other Enneagram books yes, this past week, right? And so mm -hmm. what what was the name of that one again? It's called Mirror of the Soul. Um, and it's by Alice Riley. And it's been really good. I, I'm probably like 30% through, but I'm loving it so much. Um and one of the quotes actually from, from the book that's really stood out to me um, with all of this confusion of like, how do I figure out what number I am? Um, but one of the things that she said is one reason why the Enneagram confuses us at first is because it identifies our blind spots. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why it's so painful when you finally yeah. like are able to accept, okay, this is my number because all my blind spots have been exposed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been great going through this book and I, I definitely recommend it. I'm not finished yet, but, um, yeah, it's been really good. And it's supposed to be a Christian perspective, yeah, right? Definitely yeah. a Christian perspective, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. which is always refreshing. Cause I think yes. that, you know, some people, they, they see the little like star part of the Enneagram and they get freaked out about that and they start yeah. going like, Oh, this is something evil or whatever. And, I kind of have the same perspective as I do with yoga or anything uh -huh. else like that. Like mm -hmm. it can, anybody can make something into an evil thing, you know, mm -hmm. like you, you can use yoga to have it be a part of a Buddhist practice, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like, it can be for exercise and just getting your mind to calm down and be able to focus. Like there's a lot of times when I do yoga, when I'm thinking about Jesus, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I feel right. like that's okay. And I think the Enneagram is the same sort of thing. Like you can mm -hmm. use it. And like, I mean, I love how they talk about it at your Enneagram It's about being in alignment or misalignment with the gospel. Yes. Like this can be completely founded out of your faith. And yes. so I want to, I want to say that because I always have people, you know, reach out about these kinds of things and be like, wait, but did you know about such and such thing mm -hmm. when it was used in a bad way or whatever? And it's like, well, right. yeah, of course, everybody can use things in a bad way. Mm -hmm. People use the Bible in a bad way, yes. yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I just want to say, if you aren't comfortable with it, don't do it. <laughs> like right. It's not yeah. for you. But right. I think that it can be really beneficial. So mm -hmm. I just want to kind of put that out there. And mm -hmm. I also want to say that a lot of the things we'll be talking about today and like 
the core fears and desires and all those things, we've pulled from a lot of the resources that we mentioned last week. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure to give them credit. Um, definitely mm -hmm. Beth and Jeff McCord and yeah. all of their Your Enneagram Coach stuff and their book Becoming Us and um, the like all the other websites and that sort of thing mm -hmm. that we mentioned last week on the podcast. Those are the resources we're using to you know, give you the information that we're talking about today. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. I feel like just the book that, that I'm reading right now with the Christian perspective, one thing that I've really appreciated about it is that she uses a lot of scriptures mm. and ties that in with whatever particular number we're reading about. Or she actually also talks about the history of the Enneagram a little bit. There's one chapter about that which I hadn't, hadn't done a lot of research on that, but she mm. kind of traces it back to how like the early church fathers used it. And so that was really interesting. That was yeah. for me, new information. But, um, so I enjoyed that part. Yeah. Okay. I listened to a little bit of that when I listened to uh, the Sacred Enneagram. Chris Hewitt, and he talks about some of the origins. And I found that to be really interesting too. Mm -hmm. And like the early church fathers and mm -hmm. um, how they would talk about like the original sin and yeah. that sort of thing, how we all kind of have, well, not just the original sin, but like our, why can't I use my brain today? What are those? <laughs> um, well, the old self and the new self is how yes. like she um, refers to it. Some people say the false self. And yeah. the true self, um, depending on what ling lingo, I don't know, mm -hmm. and, or who you're reading. Um, but then also, I think it's also mentioned as being the ego, um, mm -hmm. that kind of like the, our sin nature. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think it was the seven deadly sins. I think oh. that's what I was thinking about. That oh, wow. There's like two more. But oh, that, wow. like those sins that were kind of like the ones that the early yeah. church fathers talked about, kind of uh -huh. each one was attributed to a different number of the Enneagram, like that that was their biggest struggle. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that is interesting. Yeah. I do too. And it's so, it's so painful when you're going there for yourself personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, is there something interfering with your happiness or that is preventing you from achieving your goals? It can be the little everyday things that are just struggles and frustrations that end up getting you really down overall, or it can really be big, crazy, monumental things like what I have had in my life. But if there is something that you are dealing with, I just want to encourage you to get some help. I have gotten counseling over the past two and a half years that has made all the difference in being able to move forward and find joy and happiness in my life. And BetterHelp is a great way to do that. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Plus, there are some real perks to going through BetterHelp for your counseling, such as they have a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not 
not be available locally in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy, but you can still have that one-on-one contact. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And if you want an even more personalized picture, I encourage you to visit their website and read some of their testimonials. New ones are posted daily, and they constantly refer to just how helpful BetterHelp's counseling is. So visit BetterHelp.com lovely, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And as a special offer for cultivating the lovely listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com lovely. Okay, so let's dive in. We're going to start with type one. So the first type we're going to just dive into, and we maybe should have done this a little bit differently because of like the centers that you work out of, but we're just going to do it this way because it's just easiest. So we're going to start with type one, which is actually a part of the, oh no, is it the gut center? Yeah, the intuitive triad. Yes, the intuitive triad. So the numbers eight, nine, and one are part of that intuitive triad Mm -hmm. where it's like their decisions and their core feelings kind of come from, you know, like those gut reactions, that intuition Mm -hmm. is where it comes from. And um, their core fear is like being wrong, bad, Mm -hmm. evil, inappropriate, unredeemable, or corruptible. So that is Mm -hmm. kind of where they are working from when Mm -hmm. they are dealing with situations. And so they are usually very structured. Mm -hmm. They have a, like, well, let's talk about their core desire too. I'll just put that out there and then we'll kind of go into our conversation about it. So they have integrity, they, they value being good and balanced and accurate, virtuous, like correct. Mm-hmm. They love all that kind of thing. So they're very structured. They believe there is a right way to do things. Yeah. And uh-huh. that is just the way you should do it because it's the yeah. right way to do it. So why else right. would you do it any other way? <laughs> they're, so they're really good with like self-discipline and systems and organization and structure and spreadsheets and And all of that kind of thing is what Mm -hmm. I see a one really being strong with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you say? And I've also heard from other um, ones that they have a really strong inner critic. That's always like just hounding them, you know, that they're everything. Yeah. It's not ever good enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In that sense. Or, you know, like, is it right? Is it perfect? I mean, I think from what I've heard with ones, they really struggle with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then in ones I see like on the positive flip side, like that they're world changers because yeah. they care so much um, about the integrity of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being yeah. good and fighting for that. And so um, anyhow, yeah, those are some of the things that I, that yeah. I see in ones. Well, and I think like from a mothering perspective, they're the moms who all of us look at and are like, how did you do that? Like, how did you 
keep that schedule so yeah. consistently and like yes. stay on top of your discipline so yeah. consistently. And like they, they have that, just that inner discipline to be mm-hmm. able to be incredibly structured. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so admirable there. I think ones I are incredibly successful homeschoolers because mm-hmm. they don't yeah. like let things slide as much. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, homemakers, like mm-hmm. they stay on top of those chore lists. They really, I think, train their children really well. Yeah. I <laughs> and agree. It's incredibly impressive to mm-hmm. see that come out, especially if it's a healthy one where they're not taking it to the place of being like overly critical of other people and, Uh and that sort of thing. If they are a healthy one and they are just existing within their strengths of being really Uh good at those things, it is a beautiful thing to watch them be able to do that. So inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not, I don't know, like I, I just really, the one is, is a number that I really have a hard time seeing myself in at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I long for that, you know, that of how they're able to, I mean, like with structure and stuff, I'll always give it a go, but then it doesn't end up sticking. And then yeah. um, I have to yeah. revisit it many, many times, but um, just how the structure being set in place so well is enables them to be able to love from a really, um, I don't know, a sustainable place, you know, I think, I feel like, um, that the capacity grows because they have set their life up in a way that they can actually invite people into it, um, and, and keep that going, you know, and not just, um, kind of fluctuate like I do up and down Mm -hmm. (laughs) with that. So, (laughs) and I think because of that structure they've set in place, it allows them to have that freedom to invite people in like you were talking about, but Mm -hmm. it also helps them to have boundaries, I think, which is a really healthy thing when they Mm -hmm. have this, like, no, at this time every day is when we do such and such. So Mm -hmm. no, I'm sorry. I can't Mm -hmm. hang out or I can't, you know, have whatever they're they're just I think much better about protecting what they've put in place yeah yes yes which is another thing that I struggle with is that whole boundaries issue so Mm -hmm. um, I just look at ones and I admire them so much um and I I long to like grow in those areas that they are so um strong in and that they shine in so yeah (laughs) Well, and we have a friend who I think is either a one or a two with a very strong one wing. Mm-hmm. And you, you, when you're around her, you do, you just want to like soak it up. Like, mm-hmm. let me learn your ways <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's so beautifully done and it has worked so well for their mm-hmm. family. And, and I mm-hmm. just, yeah, I think that's so admirable. I mean, we'll get to the three in a minute. And there are certain things that I think cross over as far mm-hmm. as like being able to set yeah. up the organization or the structure, but it's just coming from a different place for yeah. the threes, for the ones yeah. it really comes from like, this is the right way. And so yeah. that's what, why we're going to do what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I think it's helpful to be able to look at the different types and see either the similarities or the differences Mm -hmm. so that you can relate to one another. But those ones, whereas like I, as a three can set up that structure and whatnot, I think the ones Mm -hmm. are a little bit better following through. And this is interesting Um, with some of my three friends, I feel like if you're going to have a type confusion, 
one in a three is a really common mm-hmm. one where you're kind of trying to figure out which one do I lean towards. So yeah. looking at that, um, that maybe the triad or whatever the core motivation yeah. is fears could be really helpful if you're trying to untangle. What, okay, which, where do I, where do I lean? Um, yeah. But that there are a lot of similarities. I see that too, which is why yeah. I admire ones and three so much. I'm like smack in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, I love, I love what I'm seeing in, in those types so much. And it's just really inspiring to me. So, yeah. And I think that if you do struggle between, am I a one or am I a three? Again, coming back to like those core fears and desires are the mm-hmm. thing that helps to clarify it because mm-hmm. I don't think I'd feel so bad if my core fears were coming out of a place of like, oh, I just don't want to be wrong or bad or evil. Like that wouldn't be embarrassing to me. But when it's from the threes perspective of like why you're putting all those things into place, it's much more embarrassing. So I I felt that same way with an eight when I read like yeah. what the possibilities were. I was like, well, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm good. <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. great. But that lets you know, like, oh, there isn't that discomfort there. I don't feel exposed because mm-hmm. I think those things are okay. And I think we also, we tend to see the good in all the other numbers uh-huh. and only the bad in our own. Right. A lot of the time. It's so interesting. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Well, and some... We've we've kind of tried to look for some people in pop culture who we feel like embody the one or yeah. are actual people or just characters from shows. And this was hard because granted, these are other people's typings of uh-huh. characters or people. So we have to remember that because really the only person who can say what type they are, who really knows like their inner motivations is that person. Mm-hmm. And there, you can look on the internet and we were laughing because <laughs> there are, you could look at the same character and there's like eight different memes for yep. what that person could possibly be and why. Yep. You know? <laughs> so some of yep. them I think are a little bit more obvious than others, but this is just going to be like what we're going to go with and what mm-hmm. we're going to point out. But you could type these people differently, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of them that jumped out to me as we were trying to think of them, it was hard to just think of them (laughs) on our own. I was like, I don't know. But Monica from Friends, Uh I think, is a really good example of just being that perfectionist and wanting things like a certain way. Uh Um, Angela on The Office. This was a hotly debated one. There were people who said she was an eight, people who said she was a five, like, but I don't know. I, I can see, I think maybe she has a latent eight in her, (laughs) but I could definitely see that one of like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And so I kind of see Angela as a one. And then we were, we were going over little women, which also had, different. you know, most of them had a few different things that people said they could be, but we thought Meg was Mm -hmm. a one. Is that Mm -hmm. what we finally landed on? (laughs) Yeah, we yeah. did. And we were yeah. going back and forth between a one and a three. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. We were like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. And it was funny how, you know, just from your perspective of, of how you think and see and view other people, how mm-hmm. that can um, kind of, that's why there's so many different opinions on who these, <laughs> what yeah. numbers these different historical figures or they are. So it's so funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Meg. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I I could also see like pieces of an eight in him or mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit pieces of a three. But mm-hmm. I think like his his drive to like make the best product that he could and like mm-hmm. that there was a right way to do it. I think mm-hmm. I, I can see in Steve Jobs for mm-hmm. sure. And then Michelle Obama was mm-hmm. another one that was listed on the mm-hmm. internet, which I thought, I don't know. I don't know enough about her. Maybe I need to listen to her autobiography yeah. <laughs> to, like, to like know what that, if that would be accurate or not. Yeah. But I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. And how interesting must that have been if she is a one like, I wonder how differently the White House was run compared no. to, like, other first ladies. Because you would think, like, a one would really drive for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I know her, her autobiography is on my book to read book. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to listen to that one this year. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on ones? Um. Oh, I just love ones. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, uh, like I said, it's kind of my, the maybe a number that I identify with the least, which is, I yeah, don't know. <laughs> which is so interesting because I feel like a lot of times with wings, which uh-huh. wings are the number on either side yes. of your number. So mm-hmm. it's, you have your, your main number and then you have the one that you kind of lean into a little bit more, mm-hmm. like you can access those parts of, and then you also have the numbers that you go to in stress or in health. And mm-hmm. I think we'll probably talk about that more on the next episode that we do on the Enneagram, mm-hmm. because it wouldn't make sense before we'd covered all of the numbers. Right. Right. Um, but but the wing is kind of like where you go, like what you can access a little bit more. And mm-hmm. like, I kind of go, like, I think I definitely wing four, but then I can see the times when I can pull out that two wing and, uh-huh. and utilize it yeah. a little bit. Whereas like when I look at you, I'm just like, there's no one wing. <laughs> like, yeah. I think no. you're just so three yeah. winged. Yeah. There's yeah. no one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, one thing I was going to mention when we were talking about examples of ones that I was doing reading on, and, and if you want to look at a biblical character that I, we're oh, typing yeah. a biblical character now, but I think the Apostle Paul, actually. So mm-hmm, I guess if, mm-hmm. if those of you lovelies that are really identifying with the one right now, like, I mean, do you see in Paul kind of those characteristics um, yes. of a one? So, um, uh, you know. That's well, what made him really struggled. such a good Pharisee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you know? the legalism, you know, that God rescued him out of yeah. the, the, that law based. I mean, it, it's really, it's really cool. So I was, I thought it was really fun. So I was trying to find types in the Bible for each one of our people here, which um, I, I mean, love each one of our numbers, that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yay. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's such a good example of like how you can be in alignment or misalignment of the gospel. Like you can yeah. use that, you know, very driven. This is the way things are supposed to be. We're going to follow all of these rules to completely lose the relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. But then mm-hmm. when he could live under grace, yep. then it was <laughs> all about people. And so there was the yeah. transformation that happened in him that so incredibly obvious and if you're looking at it through the lens of a one um it's it's pretty cool because yeah yeah who he became was not who he 
he was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I the love impact. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. That was really Yeah. 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 Ladies, today I want to tell you about a really fun new sponsor for the podcast. It is Orate Fine Jewelry. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about it. So there were these two friends. They sat together at brunch one day and realized that one of them had a finger that was turning green from a very overpriced ring, which sparked a conversation about how they were fed up with the traditional jewelry market. So they decided to found Orate on the desire to shake up the jewelry market by offering modern women beautiful designs, amazing quality at affordable prices, and ethically sourced pieces that they can wear every single day because it's all real gold. You can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, sport, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for life. And because they know it's jewelry for life, they also offer a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. And they're able to offer such amazing prices because they sell directly to you without the middleman markup. So they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost because Orate hacked the jewelry market making real gold accessible. Plus, it's ethically made in New York City, empowering women with the best jewelry options without sacrificing style. And for every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. I was super excited when I got to check out this brand because they offer everything from substantial pieces to more delicate styles. Everything feels really modern and classy, the exact kind of vibe that I am looking for in jewelry. And I thought it was pretty fun to be able to gift myself a little something this Valentine's Day. So I got these beautiful gold stacking rings. I have always loved stacking rings and I got these three beautiful rings that I can now wear and I got for myself. So I'm really excited about it. And if you would like to gift yourself a little something also or give a gift to a wonderful friend or family member, then you can get 15% off your first Orate purchase by going to oratenewyork.com lovely and using the promo code lovely. So that's A-U-R-A-T-E New York dot com slash lovely to get 15% off your first Orate purchase. Just use that promo code lovely when you go to oratenewyork.com slash lovely and you will be able to find yourself a signature piece that I'm sure you're going to love. Okay. Are we are we ready to tread into these waters, Shell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. you have to go first. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. No. Okay. So type two, which just happens to be my favorite type on the whole Enneagram. <laughs> I think they're oh the most gosh. wonderful people. Oh. They're the sweetest people, and they are coined as the helper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Their core desire is like being appreciated, loved, wanted, Mm -hmm. and their core fear is being rejected and unwanted, being thought worthless, needy, inconsequential, dispensable, or unworthy of love. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's like a big burden to wear, but Mm -hmm. I think that twos, so just like my perspective on twos, (laughs) they are Mm -hmm highly relational people like what they are doing is centered out of their love for other people their focus on other people they truly want to be there for others and they are incredibly empathetic 
They're great gift givers. They are lovers of beauty and they really value that. And I just, I just think they are such great, amazing relational people. Like I know our friend Katie, who I've had on the mm-hmm. podcast before, she's yeah. also a two. Mm-hmm. And whereas like I was really good when I was a homeschooler of like putting all the pieces together mm-hmm. of how this could like run. She was the one who was like, and then let's bring the heart into it of like mm-hmm. the relationship. Like she even yeah. kind of coined this term of relationally driven homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Because that's where everything pours out of Mm -hmm. is relationship with other people. And I just, I just love twos. They're just (laughs) the greatest people. So what do you want to share with us about your beautiful number, Shell? Oh, well, you're so sweet because of course being a two feels very uncomfortable for me and it makes me, um, that, I mean, we talked about that last week too. It just exposes a lot in yeah. my heart. Um, um, and I guess we'll just kind of dive into what that looks like. But um, anyway, uh, I think that twos, if you're looking at kind of the darker side, the ego side, the, um, you know, the unhealthy side, mm-hmm. um, really we hide behind um, this very, um, Pride is our, we, we have a hard time. We can see someone else's needs mm-hmm. very clearly, but often our own aren't clear to us. And so yeah. um, it is a very comfortable place for me to be um, focused on someone else's needs, but yet not really able to admit that I have my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, anyhow, yeah. I mean, honestly, I can be kind of proud of the fact that I know what your needs are, but yeah, I don't, I mean, you don't know what I need. I mean, if you're really getting super honest, that's where I'm going to hide behind that disguise. Mm-hmm. And, um, so <laughs> that, that doesn't yeah. sound very pretty. I mean, really. Um, but on the other hand, when you're on the receiving end, like the twos, all, all my two friends know what my coffee order is. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys just, like you're on top of that sort of thing because you are so others focused, but then I can also see where your health can take a hit or like Mm -hmm. your, because you just, you want to give because you're so, you you just, you love others so much, but then yeah, you can forget to put on that oxygen mask Mm -hmm. first or even know what that oxygen mask looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and one thing that I just, I feel like God has really um, kind of highlighted for me that is so crucial um, with being a two and being under stress um, is kind of when my my tendency to want to help um, turns into rescuing. Mm-hmm. And um, for years at our church, um, one thing that they say so often that I've just grabbed onto <laughs> for my own, like as a lifeline for myself, is that there are these three, three different things. There's God's part, there's my part, and then there's the other person's part. Yeah. Um, so as a two, there's often a tendency for me to want to try and do God's part. And even sometimes to want to try and do the other person's part. Yeah. Um, and what happens is that I can really get in God's way of, uh, because it's not just help anymore. Now I'm trying to fix something or I'm mm-hmm. trying to rescue someone when that's God's job. And and so me getting out of the way 
of letting God do that transformation work. And sometimes it's by me not offering to help Yeah. when, you know, it's just, it's not right to. Yeah. Um, so just being super vulnerable in that, um, and, and saying like, there are some sites like, um, of course you're seeing all of the positive and the good. And I'm yeah. grateful that you see that in, in twos. Um, but for me, that's just kind of, um, I don't know where, where God has me right now. Um, but there's a verse that came through when I read the chapter in the mirror of the soul, um, that really just was so incredibly special to me when I read it. Um, it even has my word of the year in it, which is the word light. Um, but, um, so it's from second Corinthians four, seven, and it says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. Um, this make, makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. Mm. And for two, that's so free. Yeah. We just say, okay, God, we just want to help. We want to give. We want to love people. But we don't want to go beyond like what your job is in their life. Yeah. And, um, leave it at that and let you do that transformation and not us try and fix, me try and fix um, yeah. that. So, um, yeah. And also like, um, anyhow, so that's been special for me as I, yeah. um, kind of just dove into that book this week and, and really focusing on, um, what that is, but there's some other things about twos that are, um, <laughs> we can act like martyrs. <laughs> we can just feel like, you know, we've given everything up and, um, it's, it's a struggle sometimes if someone doesn't recognize it or, you know, like even mm-hmm. think, thank you for it. That's a yeah. hard, um, it's a hard thing to like, just continue to give. And when you're looking for affirmation for that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, so that then again, just going to God and, and finding our affirmation, we're getting it from him. Right. And, um, so yeah, am I, am I going to love because that's what I'm created to do? Or do I have to love to be loved? I mean, that mm-hmm. is kind of what a bottom yeah. line for me is yeah. and what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and twos, and as a two, I really struggle with, um, like anger because anger seems to cr- contradict love so mm-hmm. much that I have, a, there's a major tension for me in that spot. Um, but what, it's only when I'm able to really go there and own up to my anger about certain things that I can move to a place where I can actually love freely. Mm-hmm. Um, so because yeah. twos just have a hard time admitting when they're yeah. angry or that there's anger there. And, um, and that goes back to that pride piece because we just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a wall that's put up. Um, and, um, so yeah, that makes it hard to embrace my limitation. Um, it makes it hard to live from a place of humility. Um, so anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and know, I think I just, that it can also, I, what I've seen in you is because you are, pouring out to others and wanting to love on others. And that's really how I feel like you, you kind of feel some completeness in your life. Then Mm -hmm. it can be really hard to draw boundaries. Like you Mm -hmm. were saying, like you try to play Mm -hmm. the other person's part and God's part. And then those boundary lines get blurred because you just want to so be there for others. And I've seen Mm -hmm. so much growth in you in that of just moving into that healthy place of, what is my part, you know, where, and where do I need to put up those, not walls, but boundary lines of like, mm-hmm. I, 
and for your own health as much as for the other person's. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just seen you like grow so much in that. And I think that is mm-hmm. so admirable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I so- think, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, thank you for, um, that's just God's work in me and really, you know, kind of opening my eyes to my blind spots. Like, yeah. that's why the Instagram can be, if we're willing to do that hard work of looking, you know, painfully at where we are not seeing clearly. Yeah. Uh, there is so much healing through that on the other side of that, that I feel like I'm in the process of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, but honestly, like, I would much rather listen to you and take on your burden any day than risk putting my own feelings or me or pain on the line yeah um, (laughs) which I think where it's where I go to hide I hide behind that so yeah and I think that has been like a tremendous point of growth in our friendship Mm -hmm. when we've been able to turn the tables and say Mm -hmm. okay Shell how are you Like, how are you actually doing? And I feel like that has taken our friendship to a different place when you are actually able to talk about where you're struggling or where your needs are. And I think you've taught me so much about loving on twos and how to, because Mm -hmm. I just from my circumstances for the past, you know, two and a half years, I feel like I've had to take and take and take for so long. And so I've finally been getting to a place where maybe I can turn it around a little bit more and start giving back in little ways. Mm -hmm. And that has been so good for me to start realizing like the best ways to love on my two friends, because Mm -hmm. really my, all my dearest friends are twos and realizing like there's little things that make a big difference to a two, kind of like you already mentioned, like Mm -hmm. the little ways to show that you care, to genuinely be asking how they are doing, to give them not necessarily the practical gift because sometimes doing things for a two (laughs) makes them feel really uncomfortable and that's not the thing that they want. They actually just want you to show up with like flowers or something (laughs) that is like, just makes them feel better because they actually just want to keep doing the dishes or whatever, you know, but you could, you should still do the dishes, but you know, I think that it's those little things and those words of affirmation, even when Mm -hmm. like our friend Katie, Mm -hmm. her son got injured in a hockey game. Mm -hmm. And for you to tell me like, this is how you need to love on her. Just (laughs) like, don't ask for how you can be helpful to her. Just show up, bring Mm -hmm. flowers, be there for her. Like that was what she needed. And I loved having like a two tell me (laughs) what the other two would most feel loved by. That was so helpful to me. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because affirmation is so big. Um, And you know, there's the whole love language thing. And for me, it's so funny how many times I feel like in this chapter that I'm in the book I'm in right now, the word affirmation came up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely my top love language. Yeah. It's just those words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, a, oh, thank you. Or like, I see you, you know, like yes. being yeah. seen in, in that. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I think that's really good. Well, yeah. I, I get it because next we're going to be hitting on my number and that's going to feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I just see so many beautiful things about twos and, and, and twos and threes make a really great partnership. So yeah, Yeah. they really do. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. And it's been so fun to like, as our friendship has developed more to be able to 
get to know each other better through the lens of the Enneagram. I think mm-hmm. it's helped us and, and my other friends as well, like deepen our friendships because we have this different understanding of one another and where we are coming from, yeah. which I think helps in so many ways. So mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Some examples. Yeah. Now, now you debate this one with me. <laughs> so I do. Both times. But I think Beth from Little Women could be a two because, you know, she goes and like helps the other family and like, that's what gets her sick is because she's helping someone else. Right. And I see that being like a very two thing to kind of like put their own needs aside so that they can help somebody. Um, And so I see she could possibly be a nine as well, but. Yeah, because that's how I, I see her as a nine. Yeah. And then my, if we're looking at little women, I see Marnie as a two. Yes, um, that's right. She's always out in the community, always serving. So that's my, my take yeah. on it. But I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, and maybe Beth is just doing those things because of the influence of her mother and being a nine and wanting to do what her mom wants yeah. her to do. You know, that could yeah. totally be the case. So This one I also, I struggle with. The next one that I'm going to mention, I think it could be a two or a four. And I Mm -hmm. I also wanted to say, so we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of the show, but so the two, three, four are working from the heart center instead of the gut. So it's like everything, decisions and thoughts and everything come from the heart and the emotions, Mm -hmm. even if you know it or not. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, and that in all of that, that heart triad, they care very deeply about relationships, like yes. all three of the numbers. I mean, yes. it's just paramount. Yeah. Um, and then we also deal with shame, like a lot yeah. of shame. Yeah. <laughs> so we have all of those things in common. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so the other, per- one of the other people I want to mention is Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And so I think he could either be a two or a four because he is big on the feelings and mm-hmm. so I could see him being a four for those mm-hmm. reasons. Um, but he also was so like focused on other people and yes. wanting to help them mm-hmm. that I could see mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers being a two. Yeah. And then Mother and Teresa. Two's, oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, and twos actually go to four in, as, as they get yeah. healthier. That's, That's where they true. Kind of That's true. So maybe Mr. Yeah. Rogers, I mean, I, I know Mr. Rogers was a very healthy, whatever he was, you know, yes. like, whatever yeah. his number, he was, yeah. he was a healthy version. So that could very well be, I could, I could definitely see that being the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll put Me Mr. Too. Rogers just as a two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then mother Teresa, mm-hmm. because obviously she just was mm-hmm. so helpful and sacrificial yeah. and yeah. So did you find mm-hmm. a biblical character for number two? I did. And you're going to love it. You guys, it's, it's your two. <laughs> It's John, and he was the disciple mm. that Jesus loved. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't even able to put his name in the book. Like he wasn't even able to say, you know, here's here I am. But yeah, you know, he identified as being the disciple that God loved, that Jesus loved. Yeah, and of course, Jews are all about love and um, being loved, giving love, and so yeah, I'd say it's John. <laughs> Yeah, I I, love that. I was like, yes, yes, I can, I completely identify with that of how I'd rather be seen as like someone who God loves than like actually like who I am, my identity person, you know. Yeah. I want to hide behind, instead of feeling like I want to hide behind the fact that I, that God loves me, like, 
Yeah. So, anyhow. Uh, so there's like a happy thing that you can identify with. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. lots of happy things. They really are. But I felt like for this podcast, um, kind of, uh, it was, it was time for me to be really vulnerable about the, the darker side, the yeah. unhealthier side yeah. and what that looks like. And, um, yeah, there are so many good things. I mean, about being yeah. who God created us to be, there's, there's, I mean, there's no better, better place. So I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled that I'm a two. Um, I just also want to be a healthy too. <laughs> yes. Yes, for so, sure. And yeah. I feel like that a lot with my number too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially when I first figured it out, I had a lot more shame about it. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I may, I may be pretty shameful by the end of this podcast. You're not, you won't be. I but, won't let you. Oh, but <laughs> because yeah, the core motivations of a three, I feel like are very, uncomfortable with our culture. I feel like certain numbers are more culturally acceptable than other numbers are. And so I felt very like, Oh, three, this is like all the worst parts. And that is a very hard thing to like come to grips with. But Mm -hmm. now, I mean, I still, it's still embarrassing, but there are things that I can see about my number that's like, well, but that is like a gifting that God has given me to be able to use to even provide for my family and, you Mm -hmm. know, those kinds of things Mm -hmm. that I'm able to, I feel like as I get healthier, be able to see a little bit more and yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's still, this is going to get real uncomfortable real fast. Ladies, as parents, we want to encourage our children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. I know I have my kids in all kinds of activities. My boys are in basketball. My son pursues Legos and design and my daughters are in ballet. We try to really do as much as we can to facilitate their natural talents and what they're interested in. But sometimes that means optimizing their routine, making it more flexible, more dynamic, so they have more time to focus on the things that they love. And that is why there's Laurel Springs. Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. And I think it is a fantastic option. If you have kids who are really getting invested in the things that they are interested in, but that might kind of influence their school schedule, then Laurel Springs is a fantastic option to still give them an amazing accredited education, but allow them to be able to pursue their passions. Also, I think having been a homeschooler previously, I think that if you are wanting that little extra bit of help, especially I know as my kids were getting older, I just felt like I needed to farm out some of these responsibilities. I wanted my kids to be accountable to somebody other than me. I wanted to just kind of be able to be mom sometimes and allow someone else to do some of that heavy lifting. Laurel Springs is a fantastic option to still be able to keep your kids at home and pour into them all of the love and care that you want to pour into them, but maybe lighten your load as mom for the actual education part a little bit. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. Their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses, and Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced Ed, which means they're 
transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. So register your child at laurelsprings.com lovely today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com lovely for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com lovely. Okay, so type three is the achiever. So we like to get a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, our Threes qu- have a huge capacity. I'm going to just jump in here. And, okay. And, like, kind of Go ahead. Some of your, well, no, just, I'm just saying as you're going here, threes have a huge capacity. That's, yeah. that's a gift. <laughs> yes, we do. So. We do tend to have yeah. a big capacity. Mm-hmm. We sometimes also may not see the limits of our capacity and then burn out a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, we got to do what we got to (laughs) do to Mm -hmm. get stuff done. Mm -hmm. So our core fears, um, being exposed, (laughs) well, Mm -hmm. this, this is not helpful for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So being exposed as, or thought incompetent, that is a a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. And being inefficient or worthless, Mm -hmm. um, failing to be or appear successful. And then our core desire is having high status and respect, being admired, successful, and valuable. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, threes are incredibly inspirational people. Uh, Yeah. They motivate themselves and others in that, like, they're incredibly effective in that huge capacity space. Like, um, they make good leaders. Um, life coaches, coaches, yeah. um, they're highly, they're just influential. Um, they're influencers. Um, and I just see so many good things. If I could, I think I, I, I would like to re even reword some of this stuff on the achievers list, because I feel like the wording sometimes isn't really, I don't know, maybe, maybe since I'm not a three, I can't say that, but I just see different things. I mean, kind of, I see the strengths yeah. and, um, yeah, but I mean, I get that it's hard to accept <laughs> your own, you know, or seeing those as being positive, but I yeah. just see them so positively. <laughs> so, yeah, well, and I, yeah, it's, you, you don't want to be, you don't want people to think of you as like, well, she just has a drive. Like she just wants to be known for her status and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that threes can actually struggle to be, um, like authentic and genuine because we have an ability to kind of be chameleons in our environment. Mm-hmm. Like we can easily pick out how to best mm-hmm. adapt and mm-hmm. work with that. But then also, I think there's times where I've just <laughs> chosen not to do that. Like I was, I, and I think that might be like my latent eight coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> of why I don't always, but I think it's, we want to, be accepted by others and we can kind of like say or do what we need to do to, to work the room, kind of like read the audience and, and, and make people want to follow or, you know, like, I, I I don't know. Threes have this like charm, like they, they're radiant people, like people are drawn to threes. Like there's this radiance about them that is, it's very, it's magnetic. So like here, well, I'm just going to throw in all the positives yeah. I can because that's how I see threes. And yeah. I have a, some 
a lot of my closest friends are free. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I see things that where I think that being a three, I mean, okay, so abuse is harmful across the board, no matter mm-hmm. what kind of personality type you have. But mm-hmm. I can especially see how the type of abuse that I lived with for a long time was especially difficult because it is hard for me to feel inherently valuable. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have to work for that, that mm-hmm. I, I am not valuable unless I have achieved something, unless mm-hmm. I am doing well, unless I am being successful. Why else would you mm-hmm. want me in my life, in your life, if I'm just mm-hmm. a drainer and I am not being successful in the, whatever it is I've mm-hmm. taken on. And so with the type of abuse that I had that was very specifically targeted at you are worthless, what you're doing is never enough, you've never mm-hmm. met the mark, you are mm-hmm. constantly failing. Like that was so mm-hmm. hard to grapple with when that is like where my worth came out of, mm-hmm. you know, to just feel like, well, then why am I here? Because I, I, if I can't do anything right, like that's, that's my drive in life mm-hmm. is to, to create that value mm-hmm. and to be ef- efficient and competent. And if it looks like none of that is happening, then it mm-hmm. just, it, it was incredibly destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has been, and it's, I mean, it still is <laughs> a struggle, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to try to come to to that gospel aligned place of, I have value just because of who God made me to be and that he loves me and that's enough. And he died, even though I was not, you know, I, I didn't have to earn it and that I can just try to live in that. That's where I have to like come back to over and over again. It's like the things that I tell my daughter who I think is a three over and over yeah. again is, you know, you, I am giving you good gifts just because I love you. Yeah. It is not anything that you have to work for. You yeah. are valuable to me without you having to do a single thing. And even when you mess up, I still think that you are valuable. Like none of that matters. It is just that you are my daughter Mm -hmm. and I love you. And so, and so, yeah. And, and threes are the best cheerleaders and listen to you. You're cheering your daughter on and you're speaking truth over her and life over her. And it's because you know that it does, you know, this is something you're experiencing is as you're growing in Jesus and who he's made you to be and how much he loves you. But that's enough being his daughter, you know, being yeah. his beloved daughter. And that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I think that it is that that's the place I have to like keep coming back to and mm-hmm. keep trying to learn. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for the people that God has put in my life because I do think that the people around us can help us to grow in those mm-hmm. ways and help show us those things. And sometimes it's, it's not going to be just out of nowhere that we start to realize these things. I feel like God uses people in our lives 
to help us grow. And Mm -hmm. I think that especially my two friends are the ones who have helped me to start like acknowledging that and seeing Mm -hmm. that and, and showing that to me Mm -hmm. too, that I don't have to earn Mm -hmm. their love. And that's still a hard thing for me, but that Mm -hmm. I don't have to earn it, that I am loved by them just because they love me, not because Mm -hmm. of what I have achieved or what I've done for them Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and that Mm -hmm. is a really powerful and difficult thing. And it's also hard for threes because we're right in the middle of the heart center. So the, the two, three, fours, Mm -hmm. Um, we're right in the middle. And typically the number that is in the middle of all the different triads is the one who has the hardest time identifying with that as crazy as that sounds. So while I come from the heart center, I have a lot of trouble like dealing with emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And like, I just compartmentalize those and I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to be emotional. I want to be rational. And so that is like a difficult thing for threes also. There's a lot of tension there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. especially if you have a four wing because fours are all in their feelings all the time. Yeah. That's a lot of tension. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a snapshot of a three. I don't know if I did a very good job of talking about it, but you did a great job. uh, Well, some examples of some threes that I either thought of or found online, um, are so Anna from Notting Hill. Have you seen Notting Hill? No, I haven't. Oh, of course you haven't. Of course I haven't. (laughs) My little sheltered friend. I know. (laughs) Okay, well, I could see Anna from Notting Hill definitely having that that drive and wanting to be Mm -hmm. perceived a certain way. And you know, I can I can see that from her. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyonce is supposedly a three. I could see that. Oprah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's got that drive, you know, mm-hmm. Will Smith. Um, and so a lot of so these people, And he's funny. He is. <laughs> Three he is. guys are funny. Yeah. They're my funniest friends. <laughs> they have such a great sense of humor. Uh, hey, where is that on the list? Come on. <laughs> uh, well, I will take that all day long. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> um, and okay, so then the last one I'm going to say, you guys, because a lot of times... When I see a three, I can spot a three like a mile away because I'm like, mm, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I get you. And that makes me really <laughs> uncomfortable because I know why you're doing what you're doing. And so Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. is a three. People tell me all the time that I remind them of her <laughs> and that like drives me <laughs> great song, yeah. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. yeah and my parents especially like they will see a movie with her in it there was especially this one movie what was it called the um had oh I can see his face oh who is it it's <laughs> I wish the, I intern. the intern the oh, intern that's yeah. what it is and her character in that my parents also felt was very much like me it was a three character and (laughs) it was like watching that movie with my parents was so 
painful because it was just like, oh my gosh. And they were like the whole time, that's you, that's you. And when I see Anne Hathaway like interviewed on shows, I'm like, I know, like I could answer these questions before her and it would be the exact <laughs> same thing. And that just like makes me cringe because I know why she's saying what she's saying. And I just like, oh, it's painful. It's painful <laughs> to me. I'm sure she's probably a lovely person, but I can't stand her. <laughs> yeah. And then I think this person was typed as a seven from what we could find online, but I don't know. I'm thinking that Meghan Markle might be. Oh, right. Yeah. We had a whole discussion about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I could very much see where some of these power plays that she is making and whatnot is to Uh have a certain image and be perceived a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. Meghan Markle could be a three. So. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, So you want to hear my three, my historical figure who's a three that I just love so much. Um, um, It's Billy Graham, you guys. Oh. Like, look at that. Like, how cool to think, like, how influential he was. Yeah. Um, he loved all the presidents. He was, um, he has had one of the biggest impacts on Christianity in our, in our, you know, yeah. country, in the history of our country. So, yeah. um, I loved reading yeah. about Billy Graham and realizing that he was a three. Um, and then biblical characters that came up, there were two actually that I saw that I was like, oh, that's amazing, was Moses and Jacob. Oh. So um, I don't know. What do you think of those? Because you're the one yeah. who gets, you're the authority on the three and you get to say yes or no. Yeah. My, my. Did you say the second one was Jacob? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can see those. I can definitely see with Moses, mm-hmm. except, yeah, yeah, I can see it. I could see it, although I think he wouldn't have wanted Aaron to be the front man <laughs> for him. <laughs> oh my so I see a little bit of that, like, discrepancy. Although, like, yeah. if he had a stutter, he would have maybe, like, wanted Aaron to be the front man so he didn't look bad. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, I could wow. see with, and I could see like both of these guys had to be humbled too. Like Moses had the stutter <laughs> or whatever, and then Jacob like ends up with a limp. limp. Like uh-huh. had to be like, you know, we're gonna fight off your your tendency <laughs> to like want that. But then also Jacob being all flashy goes and buys his kid like this crazy colored coat. So I can see that too. Like my boy's gonna look good. <laughs> one last one do you think we could do it I don't know can we do we have the time to to dive into this oh there's one other thing I wanted to mention about three okay Uh, and just how you kind of said that whole stigma on maybe maybe how they're driven for success um and and what kind of a stigma that could possibly have and how you view it but I really feel like as I've thought more about this the way that the world views success how it is often very self-focused right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. 
Jesus was the most successful person who has ever lived. So it looks different, right? Yeah. Success, as far as Jesus is concerned, is totally upside down in what you would say, like the world. So I would say to all these threes that struggle with, why does my number sound so selfish? Mm-hmm. Is that something that bothers you? Yeah. Well, then take it up with Jesus because Jesus is the most successful person who's ever lived. But yeah. it's so weird because it, it just turns things upside down and it feels backwards and it's, but yeah. he was the most selfless person that ever lived. Success is not a bad, like that drive for that, that's not bad. It's just yeah. any of us in any of our numbers, when we become the object of whatever it is um, mm-hmm. that our struggle is, or that's, that's when, you know, I feel like it gets ugly. Yeah. So I just want to say like, please do not shy away from that word as far as like successfulness or drivenness. I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And I see so much good in that. So that's my little sermon. Okay. Well, I will take that. I will take that. And and we'll try to accept that. Yeah. And we'll try to, like I said, in a future episode, we'll go more into like where the numbers go in health and in stress. Mm-hmm. But I will say like for a three, we go to six in health and that can look like being super loyal mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. there for people in, and not out of like a selfish place. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you can somehow, you know, get there, then your three yeah. friends can be super loyal and mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. And yep. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> And and we want to be known for that. No. Yes, and you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I think goodness. I think we're gonna call it here. Okay. Because right. it's been a pretty long episode, and I don't want to rush through four. So maybe yeah. we'll try to like get through like three numbers on each of these episodes, so that Perfect. we're really like doing them justice, yeah. and then we can talk about you know where they go in health and stress and all those good Sounds things. Good. All right, ladies. So we will be back. It might be a couple of weeks before we're back with another Enneagram episode, but we're hoping that you are really enjoying these and we would love to hear back from you and um, come talk to us on Instagram and all the good places because we would love to chat with you guys more about this. All Mm -hmm. right. I'll talk to you later, Shell. Okay. So fun. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Okay, ladies, if you want show notes from any of the things that we talked about from this episode, you can head over to boldturquoise.com slash 155, or I think you can even see the show notes right in whatever podcasting app you use, so iTunes or wherever. And if you happen to be on iTunes and you want to give us a little rating and review, that is seriously helpful for getting the podcast out to more people. Also, we did a little bit of a switch earlier this year, and some of the podcasts were not received the feed. So you want to make sure you go in there and make sure that you're still subscribed and everything is working correctly because we don't want you to miss a single thing, especially because we have more episodes that we are going to be doing on the Enneagram and hopefully giving you a clearer picture of what all this is and how it can be helpful to your life. And like I said, we love talking with you about this. So there's a few different places that you can get into conversation with us about the Enneagram. 
One of those obvious places is, of course, Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We want to deep dive this with you there. We've got a whole community of ladies who are interested in it as well. So be sure to head over there to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find all of your different options for joining us and to get a little bit more in-depth look at things. And we also love talking with you on Instagram. It's our favorite place to connect with you besides Patreon. It's so much fun. I'm on stories pretty much every day. You can find us at Mackenzie Coppa and at Shell underscore Bruises. So we would love to see you there. You can also find those links in our show notes. I think that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.